Welcome back to episode 76 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, we discuss our deteriorating economic model and how Bitcoin could be the safe haven. Next, who the winner of Crypto World Cup of Moonshot is. We follow up with some Corona Zombie updates. And finally, Ethermon has over 420 participants so far in their event. All right, let's listen in. show its flaws like right now because we're at the end stages of it this is like a natural progression i think in like the capitalist cycle yeah and like whenever this starts to happen you know whenever like people advocate such radical shifts and like economics and like the government of society like dude that's like when giant wars happen dude it's crazy yeah no i totally agree i think um I mean, I, I see your point, like definitely capitalism has gotten corrupt and it's, it's a corruption that should have been expected because there's incentives to be corrupt, right? Yeah. So if those incentives exist, of course, people are going to um, do things that don't necessarily benefit the, you know, the majority of the population. They, they tend to benefit themselves. Yeah. So uh, is there a solution to this? I, I don't really know, but <clears throat> there's got to be. So think about society. It's our current civilization was built prior to technology. Technology has existed for the last 30 to 40 years in its uh, maturish form, right? Automation. True. So we have not designed a society with uh, technology in mind. We're not recording, are we? Because I'm like burping and shit. Like, Oh, yeah. No, no. Are yet. we recording? I mean, I, I did press record, but I mean, we oh shit! Really done okay, intro. excuse me, audience, if you're listening <laughs> to this, I'm like burping and shit. But go ahead, keep going. Oh, uh, so, uh, what was I saying? So, uh, I don't think we've 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 hit a, an optimal, um, civil civilized sort of work work uh, mentality where we take technology into account for a lot of the stuff that we do. So yeah. I that's that's where I stand. Like I, I feel like technology could solve a lot of these problems, but it's not going to be solved until we recognize what what truly the the thing that makes society kind of like function, and that that makes society function is not necessarily jobs. It's more of like resources, um, sustenance, things like that. I mean, that's why we want jobs is to feed our families. Not to go and like do some fucking, you know, clerk work or do some pushing papers just for the sake of pushing papers to have a job. But like, but our our economic model is is not designed, you know, for the only purpose of providing the bare minimum, like feeding our families. Like, that's, oh, for sure. No, I totally that, agree. No, no, that's no. human living one on one. Like, we we've been capable of that since like the invention of agriculture. You know, like it's, I guess the capitalist model is more like no, that's uh, not true even in, during the invention of the agriculture you 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 didn't have enough resources for everybody you, yeah you, you don't have enough resources until you involve technology yeah that's what i was gonna like the capitalist system is how do you incentivize like i guess the most amount of growth as quickly as possible as efficiently as possible yeah you know like incentivizing all players involved you know 
I guess that not just capital. That's just like uh, the debate of economics in general. Like you, there's different models, right? Different philosophies. Yeah. But the idea, like when you're trying to run a society, like or form a society, it's like, yeah, what's what are the end goals, dude? There's like, is the end goal to progress humanity like as much as possible? Is it is it just yeah. so like everyone's that's happy? Question. That's a that's a good question. Like, what is the incentive of a civilization? What is its purpose? Yeah, exactly. And I, don't I think, think that's something we've never even exactly. addressed as like a society. Exactly. Nobody knows. Exactly. I was going to say exact same thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't if, know if the goal if the goal is like you said to feed your families like we could have done that every, 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, like if if that's the if goal that was like the goal. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> yeah. I told dude, 100% agree. Yeah. I, I don't think we've uh, identified what the answer to that question is. And I think that, that could be part of the problem. Like maybe if, so if we understood as a, as a planet, as a species that we're trying to progress humanity forward, you know, I'm sure we'd be operating differently because right now everybody's fending for themselves. See, that's the problem though. Like you need really, really smart people in charge. <laughs> and like the way our government system works, it's just like, there's too much chaos there's too many opposing viewpoints. There's not enough collaboration. Like we, we changed the guy at the helm every four years. Like, yeah, it seems like a good model to like balance things out. Right. So no one man or entity gains too much power in society. But dude, what we're advocating is like, dude, maybe we like, already lost. Huh? Did you see um, Jeff Bezos earn like $13 billion by himself in a single day? <laughs> Like talking about during COVID because uh, everyone's yeah. using Amazon now because they have no choice, basically. Yeah. He has yeah. like a monopoly on like the market, like all markets now. Well, and then I think his valuation went up $13 billion by a day. Yeah, because of that. Like yeah. these investors know that. Like everything else is going out of business. Yeah, but you were, you were just talking about how we have like some mechanism in place where there's no single power like overtaking everything. And oh. Then we well, have Jeff Bezos, who's who's yeah, but dominated. he's doing it purely off of like the, the free market. He's providing a service and products to the world. Yeah, you know? I, I and the market is is using those his service and buying sure. his products for sure. I'm not saying know? that uh, there's some corrupt you know aspect to Jeff Bezos. It's just, I don't either. It's just the system has enabled something like this to happen, and. Whether it's a good or a bad thing, that's, you know, that's something else. But something like the result of Jeff, Jeff Bezos wasn't, uh, wasn't a thing that we were trying to avoid, is what I'm saying. It's not, a, it's not like a thing where but we're like, trying to like, like in your utopic vision of society, you know, where everything, Jeff Bezos and people like him are essentially creating the technology to yeah. you know be the backbone of that future where everything is automated everything's distributed like through technology so <clears throat> do you prefer this model where this one man and this, this guy this company is is doing this or would you rather it be like some government effort like the yeah. government is creating this technology they're distributing everything to people you know fairly like See, that's the thing. That's where like, the debate lies. <clears throat> but nobody nobody thinks nobody has the same definition of fairness. That's true. That's that's exactly, the problem. Yeah. It's like 
one person that works really hard, whether it's like laying bricks or a programmer, like mm-hmm. fair to that from one perspective could be, well, the programmer might be doing more for society than the bricklayer. But then the bricklayer is also doing a lot more physical uh, exertion and yeah. should be given more. That's more fair to give that guy more. Yeah. Like, you know, how do you define fairness? Uh, I guess fair in the sense, like, why there's, why it seems like there's like a, there's new support for like this Marxist sentiment is, uh, because we're so far down the line of this capitalist system, there's been like generations and generations of people who, who, you know, families that started earlier on in this system, they tend to pass down their wealth to their generations that come after them. So that's where like this wealth disparity comes from. We have like a a group of people, I can call them the elite class, whatever, you know, they clearly have an advantage over the people who, our new entrance into this economic system, you know, let's either you're an immigrant, you know, the whole reason why this black lives matter uh, movement is happening is because people who are African-American in the, in the United States, they feel like they are born at, at such a huge disadvantage because of mm. the history of slavery, meaning like, yeah, the white people truthfully are the people who started you know the united states so they were like the early adopters of capitalist society right yeah they got all the land yeah they started all the businesses they they claimed all the resources and stuff and then through they passed all that asset wealth that through generation to generation you know so today in today's economy if you're like a byproduct of that those early adopters you just have like a way you know yeah a way higher uh, advantage advantage yeah yeah so that's i think that's why like it's like a natural feeling of like once you get to this end stage capitalism moment like fuck i i I, people are just kind of fed up with it like yeah there's nothing you can really do at this point other than just try and like tear it all down (laughs) you know what i mean yeah i mean i I think that's part of the reason why we're so into crypto is because it, it starts the first nail into uh, the foundational aspects of civilization, which is money. And yeah. if you can disrupt that, then everything else can be disrupted. Mm-hmm. So but the same problems lie even in that crypto, like oh, the early sure. adopters of Bitcoin, let's like say Bitcoin becomes the new reserve currency. The people who adopted it earlier, they're going to be the new, the new landowners. Yeah. yeah. The new landowners of the 16, 17, 1800s, you know, like, and then the future generations would be like, fuck. Just because my great great grandparents didn't invest in Bitcoin, like now we're destitute to like poverty for the rest of our lives. You know what I mean? Well, going back to the technologist view as the answer to everything, like sort of like the utopic kind of uh, argument that you were saying earlier. Yeah. It's not about like utopia. It's about understanding the bare necessities for humanity and being able to provide that through technology. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's that's <clears throat> that's you know when it bo- when you boil it down to it's just the ability to provide the necessities at, at the cheapest possible way and i think you know like i said before it's done through automation and and um that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody can't get a ferrari if they have the resources for it like monetary so resources. is that why is that why technology is advancing it's, it's not like just some innate 
force of like nature where like smart people just want to advance technology is it because of the the economic incentives for it like i think that's part of it but i think the other part is the challenge of it i think um i think technology will progress not because of the monetary incentives every single time um i think the monetary incentives and the progression of technology just happen to be so well aligned that it seems like that's the only explanation for it but i think when you present a problem somebody will figure it out and Mm -hmm. usually it's figured out with technology Mm -hmm. so so just putting that barrier in front of a of a human that human will try to figure out how to get beyond that barrier remember i mean it wasn't too long ago where we thought that we couldn't break the sound barrier Hmm. like and just because we think we can't break it it doesn't means that there's gonna there's an incentive to break it mm-hmm. so i think if you take that concept because that concept is completely removed from a financial incentive there is no necessarily uh, an obvious financial incentive to break the sound barrier but somebody mm-hmm. did it right i mean obviously there there is in a sense that you want to get there faster but i mean yeah i think those are point. like but those are the like the pioneers and the, like the true scientists of the world. Yeah, but, the, very... but those true scientists are the ones that make progress for humanity. I, I agree, but the ones who actually apply the these these advancements are like the capitalists. You know, the people who use these new for technologies sure. to it's create like, some kind of market value, right? Imagine so, SpaceX wouldn't exist if there was no such thing as NASA. Yeah. Totally. So, so there's always these pioneers. Like I guess you would consider Elon a pioneer, but all he's done is taking taking existing technology and just commoditize it. So, yeah. So would it be more efficient? Like, say uh, Elon. Okay, Elon's a great example because he's. I based off everything I've heard from the guy, he could be like a master con artist. I doubt it. But based off everything I know about him, he's 100% motivated for the greater good of you know humanity. In society. Wait, where did you hear he was a con artist? No, I'm saying he could be oh. a con artist, like by portraying this image of like he's all about you know oh. humanity and you know sure. if he's like some evil genius, he's just using this as like a you know as a facade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In reality, he's just like an evil fuck. He, like he just wants money to one day just nuke the world or something. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> could happen. Crazier shit has happened before. Yeah. But my point is, so he had to go through the whole struggle of like financing his endeavors through our capitalist system, meaning like he had to start up from scratch, you know, build businesses, build companies, make them into successful ones, and then start new ventures, yada, yada, to the point where now he's probably like top 100 richest men in the world. Yeah. Would it be better if we like identified people like that <laughs> earlier on and like as a society just throw them up and catapult them and like just give them the infinite resources possible to just create uh, all the infrastructure we need to like, you know, have the most efficient production, you know, models or, you know what I mean? Like, uh, well, I think uh, at first it's hard to identify uh, people like Elon Musk before they become Elon Musk, you know, it's kind of like they have to, they have, they have to, to go through that gauntlet yeah. of, yeah, of the market to, in order to prove themselves. Right. But, you know, in this sort of scarce, uh, civilization where you have people like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, who went through the gauntlet and became successful. Mm-hmm. 
those you could argue that they were sort of in a sense lucky, not by sheer luck, but by you know uh, a combination of, of environmental factors, um, access to information, uh, and you know all, all kinds of these things. Where if in a separate reality, if everyone had all the resources necessary, you might have several Elon Musks. You might have mm-hmm. several Bill Gates and, and so forth. That's true. And and not necessarily more Elon Musk doesn't mean more competition to space. It's more like you have an Elon Musk for space. You have an Elon Musk for uh, computers, uh, Elon Musk for um, agriculture. Like you have these these uh, these leaders in these different spaces just because there's so much more resources uh, available for, for uh, the entire planet. So I, I feel like, because like right now, you go look at, uh, you know, third world countries and there's billions of people who are starving on a daily basis. Yeah. How many? Yeah, we don't know how much potential those people really have. Dude, exactly. Like, it's insane. Exactly. It's just wasted human potential. Yeah, exactly. So how many Elon Musks right now who are children are starving to death? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's what I think about. Oh, like, I'm sure there's quite a few. Yeah, it's insane. To, it's actually kind of depressing to think about it, dude. We could have like had our next Nikolai Tesla or whatever out there in, mm-hmm. in Bangladesh, India, or what? I don't know some some part of India, like you said, he's barely has enough to eat. Yeah, you know? that's fucked. See, but, that's really fucked. I don't know if. Uh, so I guess know. that's what you're talking about as far as luck goes. Like the yeah. So again, this this ties into. Yeah, you'll never have a fair system, dude. It's just, at least not not anytime soon. I mean, that I word fair might not even should be, like, part of the equation. It shouldn't even be part of the vocabulary. Like, what what is yeah. fair? It's just subjective. But still, there's always that. It's, there's, like, part of our emotions and human behavior. Like, man, you always look at the other guy, you know, the guy next door. He's got more than you, and you, mm-hmm. you just naturally get jealous and envious and shit and, you know. Yeah, the majority of people. It's just part of what we're dealing with. <clears throat> yeah, it's sort of almost Sorry. natural to to kind of always like look over the the fence and feel like compare yourself. Right? Compare yourself. Feel like it's always greener on the other side of the fence, but mm-hmm. many times it's plenty green right around you. It's true. Many yeah, you times don't realize that, green. man. You need pers- people need perspective. Totally agree. I, I think a lot of that has to, a lot of what we're seeing today in in our culture has to do with that as well. Like we're a generation of people, like we haven't experienced true hardship, you know, from a yeah. historical perspective, when it comes to like, if you think about our ancestors and what they had to deal with compared to like our lives, like the last 30, 40 years. Yeah, for sure. Like a lot of us have no idea. Like, you know, I don't know if I've ever explained this to you, I man, but uh, I remember I, I sort of like realized that this is a thing within humans. I remember yeah. talking to my little sister, um, I think before she got into high school and, uh, she was telling me that she was taking all these classes and then she told me she feels stressed. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I've, I've already you know, graduated college and I've gone through, you know, like a office job and, and, you know, I've, I've gone through some stressful situations, like objectively stressful. Right. Yeah, and then definitely. she's telling me that she's stressed. So I'm thinking, he's like, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, but but, like, but she's like straight A's, right? She's like, yeah, working her ass off in high school too, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, she's yeah. she's like dominating she's, school and all that, right? 
But yeah. the point is that she feels stressed. And, and what my realization is, is that I think with the lack of perspective, people get equally as stressed as Elon Musk gets stressed or Bill Gates or the president of the United States or anyone who you think is actually objectively stressed and they should be stressed. I'm pretty sure that when you and I get stressed or my little sister or anybody else, the, the amount of stress that they feel is equivalent to the stress that Elon Musk feels because they lack the perspective. Now, if my sister or you and I were to hang out with Elon Musk on a daily basis and understand everything oh, yeah, that he yeah. has to deal with, yeah, from, from a perspective, he would never feel stressed. Yeah, you're saying like from your your own perspective, like you're like you feel the pressure of stress, but you should when, when you objective, yeah, from an objective standpoint, like what you're dealing with most of the time is like nothing. It's like, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. And there's actually like ways to verify. Just look at the president's like four years before yeah, yeah. and after photos, dude. They literally age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty years during like a single term. Yeah, that's right. It's actually insane. So that's like, but objectively, I, one of the most stressful things you could do to your body is like become a president. There's no doubt about that. I, but yeah. I would also say that, you know, between the ages of 35 and well. I think you tend to age, you, you tend to look like you're aging faster the older that you get, right? That's true. There's so also that too. Yeah. I, I bet you if you put in a 20-year-old president, he's not going to age as obviously as someone who starts presidency at 50. I don't know. You can't test that, unfortunately. I think well, 35 no. is the cutoff. But oh, for sure. Even for Obama, sure. dude. I think he was like 42 when he entered office. And I think, what was he, 50 when he left? Yeah, but That's still relatively young. You know? No, it is young for sure. But what I'm saying is like genetics. I mean, people would just age differently already naturally. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So we can't really yeah. we can't say that Obama aged this fast because of the presidency. He might have aged that fast regardless. True. You never know. But but anyway, the point is, is that but, perspective. People lack perspective. And when they lack perspective, they tend to say things like they're stressed. When when, you know, you and I, we've. We've gone through some shit where we know that somebody in high school cannot possibly be stressed, right? Because we think going yeah. back to high school, that was like the easiest times that we've ever had. Yeah, but see, then the only thing in her defense is like when I was in high school, dude, I was fucking off the whole time, you know? No, for sure. Yeah, but she might still. actually be putting like, well, I know for a fact she actually is putting way more emphasis into her you know success in her educational career than i was yeah so yeah so, uh, i I'm guess not, yeah for her for for a young person like that's stressful i guess for sure I, i'm not i'm not saying that she shouldn't be stressed at all but yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah. is if she had the perspective she would understand like hey this may what i'm going through right now is hard but it's nothing like when i spent time with elon or yeah, when true. i spent time with the president like that that's what i'm doing is easy so i should take advantage that the difficulty that I'm experiencing right now is like a privilege. Yeah. I think that's probably also a factor into why people like Elon exist, right? There has to be something in their DNA oh, where they sure. can handle yeah. insane amounts of stress like that. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it is. It's just like composure, whatever, whatever gene like uh, Tom Brady has. Yeah. You know, that, that yeah. composure <laughs> where like, no matter what stressful situation he's put under, like yeah. he, performs a hundred percent he always executes yeah, yeah he yeah. always fucking gets that touchdown when there's like a minute left in the clock yeah 
he's got that. There's somebody needs to sample that DNA and find <laughs> out what that gene is and give it to the rest of us, dude, because it's yeah. OP as shit. You know? So only like a certain amount of people are blessed with those abilities. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's how they get into such high positions in, you know, society, right? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be. There's a reason why he's got five rings. I think he's got six, oh, dude. Six now? Wait, Jeez. does he have six? <laughs> Fuck, dude. Let me see. Yeah, um, I, I don't think anybody's going to beat Tom Brady. He's got six, dude. Six. Jeez. Wow. Dude, what a fucking boss. Dude. <laughs> that guy. That's what I'm talking about, dude. He's too hey, good. Hey, you know, he's not afraid to cheat either. And that's, oh, shit. Well, what I mean, that that's mean? what happened, right? Oh, it's deep. Then there's that it's argument. Not allegedly, like, he he cheated. He no, de- I know. He deflated the ball, so. And they 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 spy on like other teams during and practice spy, and yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, so that that might be another key quality to like yes. mass success is like being willing to break the rules and like. Yeah. You know, I don't be I don't, a little a little bit of a sociopath. You know, like fuck everyone but me mentality. But you know what? Like, let's say you know you're raising a child, and uh, you know what do you do? Do you raise that child in the environment that they're being raised in? Like in 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 2020, this the society that we live in right now, where cheaters often get the ring, right? Or do you do you tell them? Do you tell your child, try to be as honest and um, integrity and have high integrity and be, you know, ethical with all your decisions? Yeah. Like they're put in, to me, it seems like they're put in that disadvantage if you tell them that. Yeah. Because you're going to, you know, like you ain't trying if you ain't cheating. It's true, man. It's a tough world, dude. Like, going 100% like Puritan style, like just play by the rules. Yeah. I, I don't think that's the, the best idea. I don't know, man. That's. I mean, it's good for your, your soul. You'll probably be those people who end up living to like 110 years old, right? Yeah. You have like less... Less on, less, less like, on less your like uh, conscious. On your conscious, yeah, yeah. Like eating away at your fucking heart. Like every day is just like. See, your I, heart. Don't, I don't even know if that even is a real <laughs> thing, dude. Like, I feel like it is because <laughs> I, I, I actually don't know. I'm just speculating. Or I'm just drawing like, a, a, I don't know, two different pictures, I guess. Because, yeah, the guy on the left is the guy who said fuck all that fuck all that honesty integrity nonsense yeah. it's all like ruthless greed and capitalism and like competition yeah, and but like you know all, what? every man for himself that right? mentality is what is rewarded in this society exactly that's what i'm talking about so that's what that you... guy is going to be up here yes exactly but this but he's gonna fucking die at 60 with a stroke <laughs> you know like the, the other guy is just gonna be like chilling like on i don't a, know fucking, dude you don't know? That guy over there, he's like, hey, I'm just playing the game. I'm just playing the game that we're all playing right now. I just That's happen to true, understand man. the rules just, a lot better. There's plenty of, like, dinosaur politicians. It's not so... Yeah. And all those fucks are on that corrupt category, you know? Right, like they, right. Those are the people who don't play by the rules. Those are the people who don't have the integrity. So, And they're over here living to a thousand years old, you know? Fuck. Yeah. So, so you're probably right. It probably has nothing to do with it. I feel like um, if I was faced with, like, you know, having to uh, bestow wisdom on somebody, 
I, I would be the wisdom that I would I would tell this person would be the truth. It's like there are people out there that will cheat to get ahead. You need yeah. to be aware of that that happening because I mean if if you're not aware of that then you're just gonna get left behind. Totally. But but yeah. So we talked about this because well, Bitcoin. the idea is to kind of like, and I think it's important for everyone to do. We we usually we used to do this a lot more often, kind of like have like a a little macro analysis of what's going on in the world. Yeah. You know, for one, because we were a lot more invested in like, a, you know, uh, keeping up with Bitcoin's price movements and stuff like that, and we still are. Yeah. And that's why it's really important to talk about it right now because Bitcoin is is that it feels like it's at some critical juncture where it's been hovering at nine thousand for like three, I'd say two or three months now. So feels, I feel like some radical move longer. is on its way. It feels huh? much. It feels much longer only because, I mean, we, well, it was it was at this price before COVID, and then it dumped. Yes. And we're right back here, and so it's it's almost like we've been at nine thousand for like a year. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah, because around this time, around this time was when it got to like fourteen thousand last year, something like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, you're right because we started the podcast in, in March of last year. Yeah, March twenty nineteen. Probably like three months in, like there's like it this exploded. insane run up to fourteen k. Yeah, and then a correction, and then like we were hovering around nine k, and then in February and March of this year, everything shipped to bed for about a month, yes. maybe two. And we recovered, and now we're just hovering again, waiting to see what happens next. Yeah. So it's important to like understand what's going on in the world because we saw an eighty percent drop in Bitcoin's valuation because of what was going on in the world, the COVID. Yeah. You know. That's right. Uh, and it, it, I don't know if you've been paying attention to it. Like we're pretty much right back where we were in March, dude. We got the president making daily, <laughs> uh, fucking COVID reports and shit. Yeah. We got. The virus is just, it's not even it's fall getting, yet, dude. Yeah. And we're already experiencing this. Yeah, yeah. It's actually getting worse. It was worse before the shutdown actually started. There's a lot more people sick now than there was when oh, yeah. we shut down. Yeah, but I think now it's, it's the problem is it's become politicized in our country, at least. You know, it's a problem for us. I don't know if people from other countries, you might have like a better grasp of it or handle it on it. It's just in our country, man, like, where our big thing is like individual freedom. Like it's starting to show its ugly head where yeah. like that has its repercussions. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Where like people have so much freedom to where they, they want to disobey like government mandates. Right. Yeah. Like these mask <laughs> orders and shit. Yeah. It's, it's political. Like if you're wearing a mask, you're like, you're a fucking liberal pussy. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not wearing a mask, you're like this red, white, and you breed, you bleed red, white, and blue Republican diehard Trump supporter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about right now. And it's, it's, it's causing problems. It's, it's <laughs> like, crazy because uh, people are trying to, you know, go get groceries without masks and they're getting kicked out, right? Yeah, and, and now you see these Karen memes exactly. like spawning all over the fucking yeah, I was internet. Just gonna say, yeah, it's like, <laughs> like there's like raid suburban. Karens, huh? There's like raid Karens who like call on the police <laughs> and like there's like a whole showdown and everything. Yeah, dude, it's hilarious. It's yeah. great meme, get great meme material, but it's really fucked up, dude. Like, yeah, I think uh, they forget that in an established uh, store, you don't have to serve 
anybody that shows up. You can deny yeah. service to anybody that you want. And That's right. you typically deny service to people without shirts, pants, or shoes. Mm-hmm. And now it's anyone without masks, they don't, they don't provide service to. And so yeah. they think that it's against the law to, like, kick somebody out, which is not, not the case. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting. We're having a, a, a flurry of Karens out there. And uh, it just it reveals how educated a lot of these people are. They're uneducated. Yeah. So, like, all the government stimulus that started in March is pretty much, this is it. This is the last month where it, the, the, we're tapped out after July. Like, all that unemployment supplement income and shit, that shit ends this month in, like, a week. Yeah. So, I, uh, uh, starting next week, we're going to get a way better picture of, like, how the status of the economy really is. Yeah. I'm already seeing some, like, super, super, super alarming numbers. Like, I think, like, 31% of... People missed uh, June's uh, like mortgage payment. <laughs> oh damn! So coming next month, if if we're still like around thirty percent, you're gonna start seeing an insane amount of housing defaults and probably like a, a housing market crash worse than we saw in two thousand and eight. <laughs> and that could that could be what starts and catalyzes like you know this economic downturn that I've been yeah. You know, pampering about for like I, a while I laugh now. not because it's a funny situation, but I laugh because it's extremely possible what you're saying. Yeah, because right now people are still, they don't get it. Like everything seems kind of peachy other than the fact that you have to wear a mask, but like everything's still open, right? Like yeah. you can still go get food. Yeah. Hyperinflation hasn't really kicked in or anything like that. Prices right. of, of meat is starting to go up a little bit, but and people are noticing that, but we're still okay. Yeah, but it has a lot to do with the fact that there's like 16 trillion dollars being pumped into the global economy. Yeah, of like printed artificial nothingness. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and three more trillion is coming. Yeah, more is coming. You know, they're doing as much as they can to like keep this boat afloat. You know, but once all this shit runs out, yeah, and we're left to an actual like free market income and shit, like dude. That's whenever the real picture is going to start painting, you know? It, it certainly doesn't seem sustainable, for sure, to keep pumping and not, money. And, and the idea was, like, hopefully we can keep the economy propped up to the point where we get a better handle, <clears throat> handle on the coronavirus. And like I said, we haven't. It's gotten worse, and it's going to get worse. We haven't even entered flu season yet. No, and on top of that, I think one of the uh, pharmaceutical companies was able to discover at least a, a version of a vaccine and, like, they've got an order of, like, 90 million units by somebody, by, like, a country or something. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. And uh, that's like, another problem. It, it, it's only gone through, like, phase one testing, and it has to go through several phases. So, I mean, who even knows if this is going to work? And if it does, the logistical, it, uh, you know, nightmare of trying to get vaccines to everybody. I mean, imagine if, if, if it's already difficult to get tested getting an actual vaccine is going to be, you know, that much more difficult. Yeah. And then to add on top of all this, it's an election year for the United States. Right. Probably one of the most highly yeah. contested elections of the history of our country yeah. is, is going to happen in like three months. So what's your prediction? <sighs> Dude, I have like a couple of scenarios in mind and sure. none of them are good because <laughs> I think no matter what happens, literally, there's a segment of the country. I mean, we we call them the far left, these Antifas. 
they look like a joke. I talked to a lot of people, and people kind of discredit this whole Antifa movement. You know who they are, right? These Antifas? Anti-fascists. Yeah, the guys, you know, who have the big gauges in their ears and, like, the big spiky hair, and they wear all black, right? But they represent the far-left mentality okay. of our culture. Okay, yeah. You know, anarchist, anti-capitalist, whatever. They seem like, yeah, see, I can make fun of them now, you know, based on their appearance and shit. They seem like nothing to worry about, but they are growing in numbers. People are starting to align more and more with their philosophy. Uh, You're starting to see more, like in Portland, Oregon, there's been literally riots every night for like the last month. Right. They're burning down buildings. They're taking over like police sectors and shit like that. Yeah, burning down police police stations. Yeah, and the the shitty part is like the the mayors of these towns are doing nothing about it. In a lot of cases, they kind of like just turn a blind eye to it. They call it like freedom of speech, yada yada yada. But anyway, the the reason why I talk about these people is because no matter what, like if Trump gets reelected. There's going to be hell in the streets of people who are going to claim like it was it was fraudulent. He cheated somehow. There's yeah. no way this motherfucker legitimately won this election. So there's going to be riots in the streets for that. Yeah. If he loses, Trump more than likely is going to create some kind of narrative that like some somehow the left yeah. did some sort of like skeevy shit to get him out of office. And he more than likely he's going to refuse to leave his position (laughs) that's what i think is gonna happen and i think there's gonna be some far-right supporters who are gonna back him up on that and then there's gonna be blood on the streets for that there's gonna be people who be like no fuck that you guys are trying to ruin our country and our electoral system you know like trump's our true president you know those are the two scenarios i have painted it it seems odd let's say i mean obviously those scenarios are quite possible but what i think is um, to have something like that happen would be kind of pointless if if Trump gets reelected. It's for four more years. Um, yeah, I mean, four more. But do years. you think? Do you think if that happens, like everyone's just gonna be like, okay, all right, let's all just go home? I guess. Four no, no, more no, years for sure, this. definitely not. I think either way, whether he loses or he wins, there's gonna mm-hmm. be a riot uh, from one team or another team. So I, I think so too. But. My prediction is is Trump is going to win again just because there's so many uh, rabid Trump fans who are actually who actually think he's doing a good job. And well, that's, they're not even rabid, dude. They're like quiet right now. You know what they're doing? They're quietly arming themselves. This, oh, yeah. In the month of June, dude, <laughs> record gun sales. Four million guns were bought in June. And these yeah. aren't like liberals buying guns you know liberals hate guns these yeah. are like the, the quiet conservatives over there waiting for this war to break out you know like if you talk to these people and i have they're all they're all talking about civil war literally you know they're all anticipating it they're waiting for it to break out that's why they're all arming themselves to the teeth yeah you know it's a problem dude and it's an unfortunate thing. It, it seems like something so far fetched that like it can't happen, but it's there's plenty of historical evidence that these things happen, dude. You know, I find the logistics of a civil war to be interesting. Like, yeah, how how do you know what you're shooting at if you're shooting at anything? I don't think it, it's not going to be like the his, the civil war we're familiar with, right? Like the right. mid 1800s where you line up with yeah, a bunch yeah. of stupid muskets <laughs> and shit. It's not going to happen. I think it's more going to be like 
you're going to see militias forming, which they already are. There's militias on the left, clearly. Because Antifa is a militia. Yeah. They're right. armed. They're violent. They're dangerous. They want to kill. You know, they want an uprising. Yeah. On the right, there's already been militias. Like, they're privately, secretly organizing. There's militias present. So when you see, like, the population, it doesn't have to be, like, the whole country is fighting each other. It could be, like, 1% of the country. Sure. Sure. I think that's that's what three million people, dude. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Fighting, you know, that's a civil war, and th- they could just attack each other. Whatever little compounds they come up with, like the Antifa already has their fucking Chaz zones and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. You know, so that's a clear target to go attack if you're like a far right militia, right? You just assemble and you go kill as many of them as you can. I, I, you know, I, I'm not denying that that's not a possibility, but what I'm wondering is, like, how do you know when you win? And then well, how do you know what you're shooting at regardless? Like, if if I was on one side or another armed, I would look like the other side so that yeah. I'd, you know, be a little bit more smarter than, than you know, wear Team Red or Team Blue. Like, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't really make sense. So, I mean... Okay, I, yeah, you're arguing, like, pure logistics. Oh yeah, pure yeah. logistics. Like, how... Like, what's... I, I just don't understand what's the point. I, I Like, well, okay, you yeah. kill the other side, but there's still, you know, 150 more million people who can just switch sides, you know, on a given day. Like, yeah. I just don't... I, it doesn't make any sense. It's not sustainable to be like this. See, I thought, of, I thought like, you too... Like I was, I was like, dude, dude, it's impossible. No matter how much you hate like the established order of things and how how things work, it's impossible to change it. I I thought to myself, like, no matter how big the Santifa far left movement becomes, they might want revolution and like a new society, but it's never gonna happen. And then I started doing some history on World War II and Hitler and the Nazi Party. That shit started even at a smaller scale than what we're seeing right now. It was just Hitler himself. He was like a disgruntled World War One veteran, yeah, who was like super upset about the Treaty of Versailles, or whatever, because of how fucked the Germans got. And he just started spitting his propaganda in a local bar, like a pub where he's yeah. from. And it just snowballed into a tiny little revolution. Maybe like a couple hundred people went into the streets of like their downtown district or whatever, and they they tried to start a coup. You know, they went around burning shit, just like what we're seeing today. Mm-hmm. And they got squashed, you know, by the police. They threw Hitler into jail for a year. While he was in prison, he wrote Mein Kampf. And then once he got out, he published it. And then his propaganda spread throughout the whole nation of people who are pissed off. Yeah. Because their country got so fucked by the World War One Treaty that all of a sudden everyone's like believing in his 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 propaganda like the same shit we're hearing today it's all about anti-establishment anti-capitalism and so he proposed that he has all the solutions and people believed it mm-hmm. and it snowballed from there 10 years later this motherfucker's taking over half of europe <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean yeah like you got to ask yourself like how how is it possible that one man can convince like an entire nation to do the atrocious things that they did during World War II, right? Well, it's belief. I yeah. mean, that's how anything gets, gets uh, yeah. these atrocious things happen because of belief. Yeah, it's, but, but it starts like a, it doesn't start like you're a full-on radical, For sure. right? It starts yeah, yeah. like, I, it starts as just like a small seed. Yeah, I, I totally get where you're going. Yeah. That reminds that's why me. I, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, you should watch, I think it was on Netflix, the show called Hate Thy Neighbor. 
Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's this comedian. He, I think he's half black and half white, but he looks black. But anyway, uh, it's this comedian who goes into um, these different silos of society, like white supremacy. He goes and talks to these people, like has conversations with like a bunch of these guys. And then it goes uh, to a different group, uh, like uh, this, uh, I forget what the, the, the Antifa he goes to talk to the police. I mean, all these hate groups. He talked to every single hate group, Nazis. He, he spoke to all of these guys. And what, what was interesting is that these guys, these people in these groups, they have such a hard belief in what they're, they're you know, uh, fighting for that yeah. nothing gets to them. Nothing gets into their mind. There's no new idea. No, no, there's nothing new that can convince them that what they're doing is probably not okay. Like and that's nothing. dangerous too, because like that never ends. That, yeah, the, it, it gets the, perpetuated, and all these yeah. all these people have kids, and exactly. what do they tell their kids? The exact same thing that they believe in, and yeah. so it, it's it perpetuates. But what what was interesting was these groups, as hardcore as they are, they're not very big. They have like meetups. No, they're not. They get they have they they show these meetups, and there's yeah. like tens of people there. Yeah. Like, it's just like you know, like most of the time, rednecks in the woods, dude. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. As bad as it gets, like they'll dress up and they'll LARP a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe. exactly. <laughs> and then they'll have like a little barbecue and then call it a day. You yeah, know, wave their Confederate flags around. And yeah, exactly. We're chilling. Literally, yeah. that literally that's what happened. Like these Nazis, they they just uh they try to get this huge swastika up to burn it, and like they showed them struggling getting it up, right? <laughs> And and then yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. burnt it, and it, everybody was just looking around, just like, yeah, we did it, and, you know, let's go get some beer. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't like this, like, you know, organized group that it's... Yeah, see, I don't worry about those. Those are, those are dead movements. Like, those aren't going <laughs> nowhere. This is some new shit, though, and then I think, like, the, the political and economic conditions are ripe for some shit like this to go down. Not, at least not, not yet, like, if if the... I, I predict like the the economic situation has to be way worse than what it is today. Like I said, we're all still kind of chilling, but we're not going to be chilling. Like if a year from now, like we can barely go to the grocery store and afford like food because it's For so sure. expensive. Yeah. And then if, oh, yeah, if, yeah. This, if it, a scenario it, like that occurs, you're going to see, you know, I agree. Yeah. Shit, so, man. When you can't feed your family, then you're talking about a real civil war, like a yeah. real, real one. Or just a real uprising, because it's gonna be real easy to paint the picture of, see, this is all capitalism's fault. If we yeah. would have had like a, a communist, you know, socialist system, everybody would have been taken care of. Join us, and we're gonna see, but change this. I don't, system. I don't even like talking about socialism because, in communism, because it it discounts like this new concept called technology. Like, just because technology can provide food for everybody, for the entire planet, like, literally, it, it, it would cost almost nothing to provide food for 7 billion people. Mm-hmm. Like think about that. Why that, that idea is automatically socialism doesn't make sense to me. Because socialism doesn't account for technology. Like, socialism is the act of giving everybody... Uh, the resources based on this premise of scarcity. Like like you have a, a society of 7 billion people and they know that there's not enough food, yet there's some entity out there, some Illuminati, who's trying to get food for everybody. And so then you're thinking, well, 
if you're trying to give food for everybody, there might actually not be enough food for everybody. So I don't agree with that logic. And so mm-hmm. now with technology, there's there's more than enough food, right? There's mm-hmm. more than enough. So yeah. so why not provide that to everybody? Why not? Like, what's the issue with that? Yeah, but how do you do it though? Well, more technology. Like it. Yeah, you but can't, you can't even ask that question because it's not even the right question to ask. It's more of like, okay, we have all the this food in this section of of Earth. How do we distribute that food? Well, we create technology to distribute that food, or we we take that technology that yeah, made all see, that okay, food and implement see, it in other locations. But you're so you're laying out like uh, a groundwork that it it doesn't exist in our economic no. model. Meaning, like, there's no incentive to do that. So why why that's why it's not happening. Well, uh, so I agree. The incentive would be to answer the question. What is humanity doing? Like, what is its purpose? Yeah. And if its purpose is for to progress, to improve, then it then the incentive is obvious, right? Because if you, probably, see, if you see, feed, listen, listen, if you feed everybody, <laughs> you we have more chances for Elon Musk to exist. I do. We've already. I a hundred percent agree with the problem. See, the thing is, that's why Marxism is so sexy and attractive, dude. Communism, all this stuff, because on paper it sounds like utopic. It sounds great. It sounds like if we adopted this, nobody would be starving to be like a great society. But so that's why so many throughout history has been attempted so many times. But every dude, you can't trust humans with this kind of responsibility, like because in order for, in order for this to happen, there has to be some kind of central authority with not not AI humans <laughs> in charge. Right, <laughs> people have to do this, and whenever you put that much power into the hands of a few people. It inevitably gets corrupt. Yeah, no yeah. matter what, and that's why it fails every time. And they yeah, end I up- think I think you're right. Upon execution of something of an idea like this, it just falls apart because of the human condition of our fucking evil selves. Basically, the only way for this to happen is literally if the AI becomes smart enough to realize like we are the problem, and they just eliminate us, and we really are <laughs> just like the evolutionary stepping stone for robots to take over the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's that's possible too. That is possible. (laughs) It's starting to look more and more realistic, you know, because yeah, like as long as humans are in the equation, dude. I I think um I think there's a way to get around this though. And and again, I I answer your question with technology and here's how. So let's say that uh we, we build these vertical farms that pump out food, right? And it pumps out so much damn food that the majority of it, because you're pumping out food because it's a business and you're selling the food, right? In this scenario, right? In this progression. So you build these vertical farms and they're as tall as skyscrapers. So they could pump out, one skyscraper could pump up enough food to feed 5 million people in a city, right? Houston. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you get this technology so efficient that you're pumping out more food than there are people to eat it. So it's like now there's a surplus. So what do you do with surplus? You start shipping it. Yeah, but see, there's a cost to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a cost to that. It's more efficient for other cities to build their own vertical farm and feed their own, uh, you know, their own population, right? That's Mm -hmm. more efficient. So once you you start understanding that the more food that this this, uh, skyscraper is pumping out, the cheaper it is, and the more access that uh, this this um, the more accessible this food is for people who are impoverished, right? Yeah. You do this enough times in enough cities, 
you you start having less people starving to death. And then you take te- those technologies and start applying it in other places as a business and uh, you commoditize food. <laughs> Does that also like ruin the valuation of like for people who produce food, like there's an equilibrium they have to maintain too, right? As far as supply and demand, if you oversupply with food, doesn't that kill the value of the well, goods that they're producing? That's, so that's what technology, like- that's what technology does. It's done that for sectors of the economy since the beginning of technology. Like right so now, yeah. all the Uber drivers, every, every taxi driver, they're going to get completely automated out a hundred percent across the board. There's no need for human drivers. Just yeah, like there's so not, so there's, the goal is, yeah, the goal is to make food as just as abundant to yeah. the point where it's, it has no value. Like, right, right. It just becomes. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's just, just food everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the thing uh, why vertical farming is so interesting is because uh, topsoil is uh, becoming more scarce, and mm. so from a surface area standpoint, you you couldn't feed enough people. Uh, the, for 7 billion people in terms of like needing topsoil. So, uh, so then you t- turn into a hydroponics facilities and aeroponics, and then you can feed the entire world population, uh, without breaking a sweat really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then you start applying that and you start using technology to erode some of this stuff that, that we do today, like agriculture, like all that stuff. It was good when it, when it happened, there's better stuff out there in terms of like growing food and then using topsoil to do that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy, man. Like, I don't think this, this, this debate has been had for so long since I, like, see, I disagree. I, I think the concept of this debate has been had for so long, but now we're talking about execution of this possibility. Yeah, but see, but no, this, the execution idea has been around. Like I said, this is of key core, tenant of like uh of like the communist dream you know uh, but the, the, the execution had no idea of technology had no concept of, of technology. course they did science and technology dude was around in the 60s no like, no, no. Come on. yeah but not not to this degree yeah not to this degree but but they it was a, it was to a point where they could envision a society that was like 100 percent based on science and technology like as you know it was all efficient <laughs> it was all distributed you know the same shit we're talking about right now dude but the thing you can never is the execution thing, man. Like, how do you do this? See, how but, do you bring about this? But that's that's the thing. You you take the mentality that you're talking about that humans have, um, and you make a business out of it. That's how you do it. And th- yeah, that's what we're doing. That's 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 the proven. That's the model that has proven to yes, work exactly. And that, because it, like we we're experiencing our culture, our society, because like we're the innovators of capitalism, I guess, like, uh, not so much anymore. But anyways, <clears throat> like capitalism proves to like create huge economic, uh, abundance and like success for a society. But yeah, it gets to a point where like where we're at now where it's just, it's too spread or t- too consolidated to like a small minority, right? Like yeah. the, the majority of it, of the wealth. And then it gets to this natural inflection point where it has to like flip, you know, that's the problem. Like if we had, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, um, I, don't know. I would say 
that um i feel like i'm, I'm just running in circles you know because it's it's like an endless thing man but the reason why i think i'm constantly thinking about it is because of uh it's just to me there's just so many signs of like shit like i i'm calling it like an inflection point man yeah like there's just so much shit aligning to where i mean everyone always says like empires fall all the time you would consider the united states an empire right it was yeah. probably the, the biggest empire of all time yeah at some point dude we're we're getting shit's gonna hit the fan and we're gonna lose our space and that never happens peacefully dude that's like some horrible shit yeah but if we lose our <laughs> number one spot as they say i mean how how differently are we gonna live our lives well i think extremely differently how so well if what do you mean like uh we're not going to enjoy a lot of the same things that we do today like like i say going to the grocery store is going to be oh well that that becomes a problem for the entire planet if you can't go to the grocery store to i agree to feed you know your family because everything's too expensive i mean that that is a global problem but Mm -hmm. that's that's not like a number one issue right i don't think you you can go to China right now and you can feed yourself without, you know, it being that expensive. And they're not number one. Uh, shit, they're on their way. I feel like they're they're on yeah. their way to what? To taking over. Well, like yeah, the number but one position. That doesn't mean their food gets cheaper. Well, it just means more people get lifted out of poverty. Like China is kicking ass, but fifty percent of their population is still starving. You know. Yeah. But who knows, man? I don't know. But the reason why this is all relevant, I guess, I, I mean, I've said it before many times. Like, I think these are the scenarios that are necessary in order for us to kind of like shift into this, you know. Yeah. You know, we, 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 start, we sort of started this podcast with uh, the idea of perspective. And um, I think every generation has their impending doom. Whatever it is, like there's always a generation. Every single generation has like some sort of doom scenario that could wipe out society, right? It was a nuclear uh, holocaust just like yeah. not even 50 years ago. Yeah. Uh, well, more like 60 years ago. But um, I, I think humanity also has this attribute to them that they tend to figure it out, right? Whatever it is. If we're d- dealing with global warming or a financial crisis, we have that ability to figure it out. Now, it doesn't mean that there won't be a war. It doesn't mean that there won't be, like, you know, casualties. But I am confident that, you know, we're, we're going to figure it out. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, humans are extremely resilient. Like, yeah. no matter what, there's going to be one of us left, and we're just going to start all over again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I 100% believe in that, dude. Like, we are a tough species. You know, we know what to do. But yeah, it's it's important to recognize the short term, just especially, like, I mean, we're a fucking crypto podcast, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> these have ramifications as far as, like, what you want to do with your investments, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really the context of this conversation is like, yeah, we were talking about because like Bitcoin's at this pivotal moment. So it's kind of like it's important to to analyze like what what's going on in the world, what can potentially happen in the near future and like all that's going to have an influence on the price of 
whatever asset you're trying to invest in, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and the reason why it's relevant to Bitcoin is because, I mean, if you truly believe in Bitcoin is, is going to be this safe haven escape from all the shit we're talking about, like, if, you know, that's what it's marketed to be, right? By the supporters, the maximalists, like, Bitcoin is the solution to all of this. Like, everything we're witnessing now is, is the downfall of the traditional economic model. Yeah, yeah. So, at some point, humans are going to need to shift into some other model and then... So the crypto mix maximalists are saying that's us. If you, tr- if you truly <laughs> believe us. in that message, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you truly believe in that message, then just don't, this conversation means nothing to you. Yeah. Like you just have your money in crypto, you just fucking leave it alone, you forget about it. But if 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 you're like one of these day trader types that like actually cares about like the uh, you know the fluctuations and shit, I would. I don't know. Put in gold. I would, I would take this conversation way more seriously and like uh you know. Yeah, I mean uh I I I really believe that I, I, I don't want to say Bitcoin is gonna be like the one, uh, but a cryptocurrency tends to make more sense to me from a financial global perspective than any fiat currency that currently exists. Yeah. I think I think from an evolutionary standpoint we needed fiat currency to get to this point. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the mechanisms to which how fiat works, it's self-defeating. And mm-hmm. I think our uh, the underlying discussion that we're having is, has are we near the end of, or are we at the beginning stages of that, def- you know, the, the defeat of fiat? Yeah. And, and I think our unfortunate global pandemic is accelerating that defeat because mm-hmm. we're pumping in new money. At, yeah. at a pace that's never been done before. I think I'm like 100% certain, like if, if things pan out the way I'm envisioning them to pan out, which is not good. And if you guys know by now, I'm like ultra pessimist, but I, yeah. I but you can't say I've been wrong, right? Like what no, did I say about not. the coronavirus, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, dude, like we were watching videos here like a month before that shit hit the United States. And yeah, I was painting a doomsday scenario yeah, you already had like then. a stack of water dude like a tower of water <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i'm out here growing chickens in my backyard and shit dude like i'm ready to get i'm ready for these uh <laughs> these end time prophecies you know what i mean yeah but so i i know for a fact like uh bitcoin and cryptocurrency is not going to react well to like any kind of catastrophic event for for sure because it hasn't in the past. It's not going to be like... I, I oh. still... I, I, I 100% agree. I 100% agree. It's just... You know, what's the alternative? It's not... if Everything is not going to react The alternative well. is like... Is to... Is literally like... We're back to square one. Like, we're, I'm putting my money into like fucking chickens and like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, and like that's bullets. That's my point. Yeah, yeah bullets. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, shit like that. Like, things that are actually going to help you survive. That's yeah, what I'm talking exactly. about. Exactly. Because gold won't. Remember how we were yeah, talking, had that gold, conversation... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that too, dude. What the hell? No one's gonna give a shit about that. Exactly, I mean, dude. Yeah. Okay, we're on the same page then. Yeah. So stock uh, up on bullets and chickens <laughs> and solar panels. Yeah, self-sustained is all. It's what it's about. Be as self-sustainable as possible. Yeah, you know what? Like, even if society doesn't collapse, it's still good to think this way because. Yeah. Like, um, if you have, let's say, an electric vehicle and a bunch of solar panels, then you have fuel indefinitely. Yeah, like, that's what's what, wrong one of my with biggest that? worries. I'm like, 
I have combustion <clears throat> vehicles. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah, I, I have to like research how to store fuel for long term storage. Right, you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to bury a fucking fuel tank in my freaking property or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. I would very much prefer not to have that issue. You know? Yeah, it's a hazard. <laughs> it's just, that's it. Yeah, I would love if everything was run on solar, but can't. Unfortunately, that technology is too expensive. It is. So. It is for sure. Yeah. You but, almost uh, have to like bundle that into your home equity loan to like even <laughs> consider it. Exactly, dude. So yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to be like a fear monger or like a salesman of fear. I'm just it's I'm just thinking about the future. Just, I mean, like this is I mean we're projecting, and our I'm just observing. That's it. That's what that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna say about myself. I'm just observing, and I'm. I don't know, speculating. I don't you know, know. <clears throat> this doom scenario, I don't think is going to happen overnight. Of course it, not. It's like that boiling uh, a frog in a, in a pot. It's uh, a, <laughs> that boiling water. Uh-huh. Um, it just creeps on that frog and then they die. Obviously this is a folk tale. It's not actually what happens, but uh, that boiling water ends up killing that frog. And, I think that's what's going to happen to society. It's just going to slowly erode, and we're going to be like, what the hell? Why is milk $7 this week? Yeah. After Something last like, week being like 6 bucks. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. Like, we don't even know what that's like. We've never experienced that in our life. Yeah. But God, I hope I'm wrong. You know? I hope things, like you say, figure themselves out, and, like, everyone just chills the fuck out. Everyone just, you know... Yeah, uh, and a big problem, uh, a big problem with this. Uh, that's why I don't think it, it, people are gonna chill the fuck out and everything's gonna go back to normal. Is is like the media, dude? They just perpetuate this. They keep it. They they're they're feeling the fire. They're keeping that flame lit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's it's a, a an insane problem that doesn't get addressed because of our whole, you know, f- system of freedom or whatever the fuck. Yeah, but it's 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 kind of evil in a way, like. I don't know. To me, I, I, the writings on the walls do like people are getting sick mentally because of all this shit, man, myself included. Like this is yeah. giving me ins- insane anxiety, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for which sure. is, which is making my health bad. Yeah. You know? Like, I, so I know, man, I, I keep telling you, man, you should stay positive. <laughs> even I if, know, dude, even if, if like, it obviously doesn't make sense to be positive because a lot of shit is going bad right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even for like your mental health, it's probably, it's better to be optimistic than pessimistic. Yeah. Yeah. And it like distracts me from like the shit we're doing with Metazone and Decentraland and all that stuff. Like I, I would yeah. love to be a hundred percent in that world, but I can't dude. It's just like external forces just pulling me, you know, fucking with my head. Yeah. It's just not cool. So yeah. Part of it is like, I have to just try my best to like escape it. And part of my job now, like is like, you know, trying my best to get MetaZone more publicity or whatever, marketing, whatever you want to call it, is like being on Twitter like almost all day. And that's where most of the toxicity is. Yeah, right? <laughs> most of the venom, dude. It's pretty hilarious. No, I, so, I, I, I totally get you, man. It, it's really hard to be optimistic, especially with like... Uh, but, but, you know, in addition to Twitter and the media, it's like Twitter also perpetuates like negativity as well just because that's what gets the uh, the retweets right exactly so yeah. 
it's, right. it's not a good indicator of like progress either. Yeah. I think the best indicator of progress would be just like the progression of technology. I mean, that's, I can't think of anything else. I mean, look yeah. at, look at Elon and being able to, you know, go into space cheaply, like 10 times cheaper than NASA. I mean, who- yeah, it's, it's a bunch of factors. It's not just that. I mean, that's definitely an important one, but yeah, you have to look at mental health. You have to look at like median income. Just, just oh, but mental health things. is going down. Median income is going down. I don't think that's a, that's necessarily the progression that we've made as humanity. I think mental health and all these other factors that have gone down is a result of other factors. I think the progression, the obvious progression that humanity has made, like if an, an alien came down and, and, and was like wondering like, what have you guys accomplished in the, you know, a hundred thousand years that you've been on, on earth? I was like, well, we can point to technology, right? We've, mm-hmm. we've gone this far. You can't point at mental health or anything else, any other metric to indicate progress. So like, yeah, well, but so if that's the benchmark you're going by, like you're saying it's okay if like no, no, 80% not. of the population is just killing themselves because no. they're so miserable. A- absolutely not. No, that is a measure of civilization and a- civilization is crumbling. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. That's like an objectively obvious like standard. Yeah. Like the fact that we're moving forward is the advancement of technology, right? Yeah, every day that's like something new is being created, you know, that's right. Yeah. Some new contribution to society is being made yeah. because of technology and science. Yeah. That's about like the only part of society that continuously gets updated. Yeah. And I think if we model society, like I always talk about how the government should be more scientific. We need more scientists in government making decisions rather than politicians. Politicians don't know anything about how anything works. Yeah, the problem is the majority of the population has to oh, for sure. adopt like a scientific mindset in order for that to happen because agree. these are the people who are electing, you know. I totally these politicians, they, they, they campaign based on who they think is going to vote for them. Yeah. And that's why you don't hear any science jargon from these politicians because they know yeah. nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> nobody <laughs> understands science, you know. Yeah, uh, a very small percentage of the population does. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I think it, we could easily solve it by educating the population, but that's easier said than done. Yeah. So all this to Obviously. say is, uh, buy Bitcoin and buy mana, <laughs> or don't, or, or don't, or yeah. buy chickens and and bullets. watermelons and water bottles and gas tanks. bullets whatever man it's up to you guys oh man just uh when shit hits the fan just just be sure to give me credit be like man i man called this shit (laughs) (laughs) but yeah maybe we should end it on like a good note what's 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 good what's good going on in uh decentraland dude oh some of y'all might notice like i've been out of it for like a week maybe even more I mean, you started to start, you began to phase out like about two weeks ago. Like you were getting getting sick. I've been having like daily headaches and shit like that. Uh, You know, just fatigue. So for a while I thought I had the coronavirus, but I didn't. It just turned out to be my health has gotten to like such a bad state. Yeah. Where like now I'm on like diabetes medication. Blood pressure is okay, but it's like it's becoming like I have to make 100% lifestyle 
changes, you know. So so did the doctor recommend that you make those lifestyle changes to prevent <laughs> anything or No, I mean preventing is like I'm so far Beyond past that. that. Oh, damn it, man. <laughs> There's no more preventing anymore. It's like it's hit or miss. Like one day I'm feeling okay, the next day I feel like total shit. Like yeah, you know. But but it's it's getting better. You know, there's there's ways. You know, I check my blood every day, so it's getting better. My blood glucose levels. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean your your lifestyle has of, already changed because you have to do that, right? Not not yeah. only like uh, you know the the food types that you have to eat. Exercise every single day. There's yeah. that. You know, even when just even when I like feel like absolute ass, like I gotta try. But it got so bad to the point where even when I went outside to like go for you know walk around the neighborhood, I take like twenty steps and I'd be like completely out of breath. Hmm. My head would be pounding. He's like, "Dude, I'm about to pass out." Like that. See, that's when I was like, "Okay, there's something wrong with me." Yeah. You know. So that's why I've been really out of it. I haven't really been. Keep- I missed like the whole second half of the soccer tournament i don't even know who oh won. dude <laughs> yeah dude can you can you believe the centerland won that that is kind of wild that is wild and not only did they win but they just like completely dominated everybody yeah i mean it, it wasn't really close every game that they had was just like practically so you, 10 to 0 well, what's the deal with that well, was it HP or what? No, no, it wasn't like because they were good. It was more like they had the lowest lag than everybody else. So it was because of HP. He probably did something or what? No, it was. I think uh, the servers that they were connected to were in Europe, and they're all in Europe. So I thought they were all in Argentina. Well, um, maybe their players were all in Europe, but I know yeah. that they were connected to a really close server to them. So. So they probably just had like more data to like m- optimize their gameplay. You know, like they they knew. Uh, I don't think like, they gamed it like in the sense where they were like collecting information to to actually win. <laughs> I think by their nature of their position on Earth, led them to have the lowest lag and lowest ping, mm-hmm. and they were able to see the ball where it actually was versus where people. Thought it was. How, right? how did the last game go? The championship game. It, it was, was it a stomper. It was a landslide. Really? Yeah. Even Red Knight just got I mean, stompered. This, I mean, um, the, the Central Games did win a game. Well, they tied a game, or did they win? But I think the Central Land let them win just because they couldn't just like stomp everybody. <laughs> wow. So. Either they're all just total chads at that game, or there was some foul play going on. Let's just call them total chads, just to not rise any kind of like uh, controversy. Decentraland, <laughs> yeah. total chads at soccer. So congratulations yeah, I mean, to them, man. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it doesn't look cool, right? Like the community, it'd be cool if like some other entity from the community won, I guess. Yeah, right? I mean, if uh, you know, if I were coaching the Decentraland team, I would have told them that if you can, if you can just stomp on everybody, you should. You should no mercy, right? If you're if you yeah. have low ping, just take advantage of it and just beat everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't I don't fault them for like dominating, but yeah, it would have been cool if you know someone in the community won won this tournament. Yeah, but at the same time, fuck it, dude. Like they're participants, just like the rest of us, right? It's a decentralized world for sure. Yeah. Like they're supposed to be like this decentralized entity. They just happen to build the operating system, and they want a game that somebody else built. I mean, that's yep. There you go. Big, not a big issue. Yeah. 
That's cool. But I don't think anyone thinks like they they cheat or anything like that. So that's that's not in the that's okay. not in the air. That's not on the streets. And it's it's not like, <laughs> and it's not like the stakes are so high that like anybody really cares that much either. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how I, much. I you think there's in a gold back trophy, right? Yeah, but it's how like much? it's like backed by like a gram of gold, so it's like ten grams, twenty bucks or something. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it feels like a thousand dollar trophy worth of you know gold, gold? like an ounce of gold, like eighteen hundred dollars or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, there'd be some some uh, like WTFs going on in the chat. Yeah, <laughs> but that's interesting. What else is going on in DCL? So Decentraland, uh, I don't know if you noticed the mana spike, but that was caused by an announcement by Decentraland that they're collaborating with Samsung with their crypto wallet. Uh, that's right. I saw that. Definitely saw that. And so, I was hoping the the mana pump would be more long lived, but. It sort of is. I mean, it's like in the high fours, four cents right now. Yeah. I guess you can still keep running. Yeah. Right now, for a while, it was like in the high threes. So. That's true. Yeah, it's better than it was like a month ago. Yeah. I mean, it went up 25% in a a day or 50% in a day almost. Yeah. That's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the technology does that they they're providing is that they have a secure element, I think, dedicated to cryptocurrencies. So, what a, if you don't know what a secure element is, is that this little hardware it's like part of the the phone, right? It's part of the phone, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's uh, tamper resistant. So, if you try to break up the phone and try to use an electron microscope to see what's inside the secure element, it'll just self destruct mm-hmm. by by its design. Uh, oh, but fuck, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, self-destruct. It sounds fancy, but like there's like a chemical membrane in there that will like destroy everything in the in the memory. So, <clears throat> anyway, what's interesting about this is uh, Samsung obviously recognizes cryptocurrency, and Samsung's usually the first one out of the phone manufacturers to start innovating. They were the first ones to do OLED, you know, all, all these things. So they're they're going to be the first ones to do crypto and if you have one of these phones, it's only on the new phones, so it's a hardware-based uh, generation of your private keys. So make sure if you have one of these phones to record those recovery seeds, because if you lose your phone, as many do, your money's gone. So in these seeds, whenever you like download this new wallet, you're gonna get like new seed phrases or something for yeah. it, yeah. and then it should operate just like any other wallet, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to operate like any other wallet. You can put your Decentraland land on there. It's just a little more secure, is what you're saying? Yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, it's it's just a little bit more secure. It's, it's as secure as they're going to get. It's a secure element. Okay. It, it holds your private keys. It doesn't, nothing can access your private keys except uh, the little wallet application that, that's on the phone. It's so do you think it's way. better to use that over like a MetaMask or something like that, or a Ledger? Uh, no, it's no different than a Ledger. In in okay. terms of security, other than the fact that there's an onboard, it's like, think of a ledger literally embedded inside your phone. That's nice. If it's easier to interface within the ledger, then I might yeah. use it. Yeah. It probably is, You right? should consider getting one. I mean, you need a new phone anyways. Your phone is like <laughs> from 1996, dude. Look at this fucking dinosaur, dude. <laughs> like, look how shattered this bitch is, dude. So bad. Oh. Uh. <laughs> You're right, man. This is like a six-year-old phone or something. Five, I don't know. Yeah, man. Maybe it's time to upgrade. It's like a Gen One uh, Android. 
I mean, it still looks like a sleek, sexy phone, don't it? Like, look at that thing. All right, turn this it is on. six-year-old technology, man. Turn it on. Like, let me see. Oh, turn it on. Yeah. Yeah, I guess looks fine. I yeah. mean, those bezels though, are like killing my eyes, though. See, okay, this is what drives me nuts. Like, just because there's a little bit yeah. of blackness here, like that's what six years of technology advancement <laughs> looks like to you. It's like, whoa, dude. Oh, like I got shit. like half an inch of screen time. Like, well, you get a full inch on that one, but that <laughs> every inch counts, I man. I guess, dude. That's what she said, right? <laughs> but see, that's the problem when Steve Jobs died, dude. Now it's like this is this is the benchmark of innovation nowadays. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I know. How is crazy. it possible that you know one of the the greater innovators of our time dies from pancreatic cancer? Like, what 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 are the odds? Not very good. Yeah. Like, pancreatic cancer. He's one of the rare cancers. So, yeah. But once you get it, it's like almost a guaranteed death sentence. So, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I mean, he's, he seemed like a pretty healthy guy. From what I read, he was like a fruitarian or something. That probably had a lot to do with it. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> pancreas. Know. Fruit is very high in sugar. It's probably like nonstop, like sugar processing by that pancreas or something. Yeah. Know. That's right. Fuck if I know, dude. I'm not a doctor, but. I don't understand cancer, dude. I wish that shit wasn't real. Yeah. I hate it. It's like one of my... That's like the ultimate RNG of of life. Exactly. And being like a, an anxious hypochondriac like myself, it's always like in the back of my mind. Like this whole health episode I had, I was like, dude, I'm definitely dying of cancer. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's all yeah. I can think about. Um, I'm trying to think of other other developments. I mean... I know Oscar's. Um, yeah, we're still Oscar's still cranking away, making. I I played the his latest version. Like I saw, he added in the the recoil animation for the guns, which is pretty cool. Yeah, he added it. He pretty much changed the entire game type. Now it's like actual waves that come at you. But I think max wave is three, right? Yeah. So um, do you want to currently? Do you want to jump in? Sure, why not? I'm already in, actually. Oh, nope, I crashed. <laughs> I, I think... Do another demo? I think coronavirus is... Uh, coronavirus. Corona Zombies is crashing just because the latest update was... Uh, there's something wrong with it. But uh, you can't see it right now, Iron Man, but I'm in, uh, I'm in where Corona Zombies is. But <clears throat> right next door is a deployment of an egg nest. Yeah, I can't see that. So go ahead and jump in, and then I'll lead you to it. I'm here, dude. Oh, shit. I mean, I don't mean literally right next door. You see me? Oh, oh shit, I see you. Yeah. So You can't, you can't just see me and not wave. <laughs> oh, what the heck is that, dude? Oh, yeah, look at it. Oh, my God, we got a new one, dude. So that... <coughs> You're not sharing your screen, are you? No, I'm not sharing my screen. This okay. is Finray. <coughs> this is who? Finray. <coughs> Hold on. <coughs> the little blue guy? Yeah, I'm watching him waddle, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a great waddling walk. It's hilarious. He's got, like, the dumbest smile on his face, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. I love him. Okay. <laughs> For those so, of you, obviously you can't watch because we're not allowed to show this stuff. Because well, this isn't our game. <laughs> we 
we can't just like show whatever we want unless they tell us you, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this is fine because pretty soon we're going to be releasing the the next meadow, which is the egg nest. So this center piece here that's rotating that says Ethermon, that's going to be like the egg nest. Okay. And then uh, <coughs> go ahead. But there's and, no there's no egg there. No, there isn't. Uh, so click on it. And then, okay. you, and then you'll see this menu item of the different uh, Ethermon that's going to be available pretty soon. Oh, my God. This is so good. Look at these names. Yarmiao. Oh, wait. So these these are already existing Ethermons, right? Yeah, I've seen pictures of these. Yeah, so these Ethermon are brand new. All of them? Like, yeah, these are brand new. They never... Like, you can't go to Ethermon.io and buy these things. Correct, yet. you cannot. Wow, that's crazy. Dude, they're fucking beautiful, dude. I love these things. Yeah. I don't know who does their artwork, but kudos to you guys, man. This is really hot. And this is like, so I might tell Oscar, man, because like in our, in our game, Corona Zombies, <clears throat> we're not going to be, we're not going to have like little monsters. It's going to be like guns, right? And weapons and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> instead of uh, Ethermon NFTs, we're going to have weapon NFTs. Exactly. So we need to freaking contact whoever their artist is, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. So so we need like 2D artists, but then we also need a 3D artist. Yeah. But uh, for now, I think we're going to use like standard assets to test it out. And pretty soon it'll be deployable. Um, it'll, it'll be deployable for those who have a uh, Corona Zombie meta already deployed. So yeah. they can start testing it out. But if you, uh, if you click buy 2000 mana here, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll Sorry. you'll have the countdown, and then you'll see the egg, and then it'll, oh, I see it. Then what? And then it'll hatch. So, um, so it's not functioning yet, but it will be pretty soon. What do you mean it's gonna hatch though? Like it's gonna be like an actual animation of it hatching? Yeah. And then what? Like the actual Ethermon's gonna come out of it? Yeah, the actual Ethermon will come out and uh, what the start walking fuck, around. dude? That's ridiculous. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let me click on this thing. Oh shit, dude! This, it's already happening, kind of. I clicked on it and I saw like a a little animation. Yeah, it looked like a fucking uh, <clears throat> like a sun exploded. You know what I mean? Like right. Yeah, so okay. uh, they're gonna work on the animations a little bit, and then uh, and then so when you interact with this egg, when you purchase this egg, you're actually interacting with Ethermon's smart contract, mm -hmm. and then uh, and then it'll be ready to go. Yeah, and then dude, all of a so sudden cool. you get an NFT in your wallet, and then you'll see your Ethermon potentially Finray, um, you know, as yours. So this is already like amazing in the sense that like you can have a shit ton of these little things just roaming on your land. Like just just seeing a new Ethermon is already like mind blowing to me. Yeah, because <laughs> I've been looking at the same two ones for so long, right? Kiari and Cobras. So now there's a new one. It's like a whole new, whole new world. <laughs> but my question is, how do? I mean, this is probably not going to ever happen in the near future. But how does this get taken to the next level to where like these NFTs <clears throat> can follow you everywhere? You know what I mean? So I think uh, I, there there might be a chance that Decentraland starts enabling like um, the concept of pets. So that you can like uh, wear, you know, put this cobras as a wearable, and then it'll just follow you throughout the central land. 
like like stay by your side maybe yeah. or it'll behind just you yeah or... it'll just follow you okay and yeah then... like so then basically it's it's all on decentraland shoulders to, to enable this yes okay that's basically what i wanted to know <laughs> yeah yeah <clears throat> so decentraland just has to make the decision to uh but i i wouldn't i wouldn't bet i wouldn't hold my breath on it just because um they have like other priorities like to yeah. consider so it'll be yeah, a while it's, it's like nowhere on their roadmap so yeah you can't you can't expect anything outside the roadmap yeah so this, I just like want... i said this is good enough like for me if i'm a landowner which i am like just to be able to interact and chill with these Egemons is pretty cool yeah but i know there's a segment of the people out there that you know if you were able to like you know go to a fucking concert with your Ethermon, like that's like some game breaking shit you know what i mean oh yeah like for sure badass. for sure um cool, so man. uh let's go check out corona zombies though okay and this might crash but it's worth worth a test oh damn i jumped right in did you too um yeah you're in here i see you yeah what are you trying to test is everything frozen for you no i'm freaking shooting zombies dude are you serious <laughs> yeah yeah i'm frozen dude try hitting the tombstone yeah i'm clicking on it but nothing's happening it says start battle but it's not working i think i gotta refresh okay <clears throat> are you sharing your screen for this no, uh, just because it's already a shared experience, so whatever you're seeing, I'm seeing. So you're sharing my screen? No. Okay, so people listening, they're not watching us play. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to know. Oh, I see Oscar put in a new weapon, or a new M4 skin. This one looks pretty cool. Yeah. And then there's also a melee weapon. Oh, yeah, I saw that. There's an animation, too. Yep. Right, hold on. Let me... Watch out. <laughs> that's a nice little donk a donk on the head animation dude it's perfect okay I'm in so level one you've got eight kills mm -hmm. and I think we're waiting for the next wave right uh it still says free to play when I was playing earlier it was like an actual countdown timer how can we call these zoomers, dude? <laughs> I have no idea. I think yeah. he's like... He must not like zoomers. I wonder what he's going to use uh, to replace the, the box. Yeah, we need to talk about that. You're talking about like, the avatar box? Yeah, the avatar box. Yeah, we need to talk about that, whether or not there's potential there for, like, a, an avatar economy, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Where, like, if you want, you could purchase uh, an Arnold Schwarzenegger NFT and then, like, load in as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Can you shoot that zombie? Yeah. It's there dead. Or, or it could just be, like, some default avatar, kind of like, you know, how Moonshot did it with their astronauts? Yeah. You can do that. Oh, shit. Oh, I saw he added in the blood animation, too. Wait, yeah. Why did... I think I shot you. Hold on. No, it's because I was shooting at you. That's why. Oh, you cunt. <laughs> but that's how you know it works, though. So. Yeah, you're right. 
So what's, well, why, why yeah. are we waiting though? though? I can't because we're like on a early level. It's like a. It's like the easiest. Yeah, there's not that many spawning. Oh, let me hit the tombstone. Oh, here we go. You see the leaderboard change? Um. No, let me hit it. Nope, nothing changed for me. I'm on wave one, it says. Oh, I see wave okay. one, yeah. Okay. Alright, kill that thing, dude. Finish it. There you go. Got it. There was one, like, right on your ass, dude. So what are these half... Uh, these little boxes So they represent a dead zombie. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, once it's dead... And another one spawns in, the other one disappears. The dead one disappears. <laughs> It'd be cool if, like, part of the gameplay is whenever they die, there's, like, a toxic gas around them, right? So you have to, like, stay away from it. It's yeah. kind of like the whole coronavirus element to it. Yeah, that's true. true. If, you, if you, like, step on it, you get more infected. Maybe we should tell Oscar that. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how to do gas in Central Land. <laughs> it's like a whole new physics engine. Yeah. But it would be a sprite, so it wouldn't be too hard. Yeah, you figured it out. I think you shot at me, dude. I think I hit you. Oh, yeah, dude, I'm fucking you up. Damn, dude, these guns are powerful. Dude, I'm at 2% health. My bad, dude. So PvP is going to be the shit whenever it comes out. <laughs> For sure. Oh, man, I died. But then I, re I re-healed. Well, we're on wave two. So how come we're playing this like and not showing the podcast? <laughs> no, I, I am showing it. I am showing oh, it. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, I'm just not sharing the screen because um, I have you like in window mode. Oh, I got you. I yeah. got you. Okay. As long as the people watching. Yeah, so they're, they're watching. If you watched the last podcast we did with Oscar, there's been some updates. <laughs> I mean, we still have like little square targets instead of like actual zombies because we haven't figured out like what our 3d models will look like right <clears throat> but i mean they represent the uh, zombies so you kind of get the idea yeah so we're gonna have full 3d assets for for this stuff uh we just gotta figure that out but it's not as important as, as figuring out the gameplay so that's what we're doing true yeah there's still a lot we gotta think about a lot Holy crap. See, this gets more inter in interesting when there's multiple players. I'm always staying on the move. That's the thing. I'm trying to, at least. I I, I don't know. Like, Okay, yeah. Oh, dear, I shot you again, I think. <laughs> so that's definitely going to be part of it. You can't shoot your teammate. You accidentally kill him. Okay, so three ways complete. Ends in ten. What does that mean? It's almost over. Yeah. Damn, dude, we fucked up these guys. And you got 39 kills, man. Dude, that would make it insanely way more difficult, like, if you couldn't get close to these dead ones. Like, it'd be really hard, actually. See, right now, in the middle of a wave, you gotta um, heal yourself. As long as you got enough med kits. Oh, yeah, that's right. I never heal myself. <clears throat> Let's see. So the reason why you can't hear anything is because we turn off the sound. If I turn on the sound, it's way too loud. 
Yeah, I also turned off the sad. Oh, watch out, dude. Zoomer. Nice. I think it's over, because now it just says free to play. Yeah, it's over. Oh, okay. So right now there's only three waves. So uh, with this sort of gameplay, you'll be able to progress in, in levels, and uh, the NFTs themselves would also be uh, saving the, the level progression of the weapon, so in the metadata. So when you sell that NFT on OpenSea, on OpenSea you'll be able to see what level it's at. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's actually crazy. I don't know, like, does that, are there NFTs that exist like that as far as, like, uh... Um, I'm sure there is. But yeah, we're, like, not, not too... We're it, not too... We're not, like, in well, a, yeah, we're not, like, trailblazing here. Yeah. Uh, other than well, the fact that we're doing it in Decentraland. Yeah. Because what you can do in other games is, um, progress in their, like, web-based game. And then the NFT holds all that progression. Mm -hmm. um, but we're doing it. The only way you can progress in our NFTs is by playing in Decentraland. So that's the only difference. That's right. That's right. That makes sense. <coughs> so I guess what's going on right now, like we're not actively in a game. Yeah, There's right now it's sort of like spawning. a... Yeah, right now this is like a lobby. Yeah, but this is like the free to play eventually right like uh you could roam from cemetery to cemetery that's true looking for these free to free to kill zombies to level up your weapons right that's true yeah that's correct but if you pay for like a contract you know i'm calling a contract request whatever you want to call it you'll advance much quicker that way i think uh, I, i'm not 100 percent yet but i think that's what we're doing right here <coughs> All right, pretty cool. But yeah, so uh, so this is it. I think we're gonna make some more progress this week, and uh, hopefully, we get this out to all the Corona Zombie holders right now. And the other uh, main thing that we're working on is we are on our way to um, enabling the metas to be NFTs. It's gonna take a little bit more time, but that's always like in our like to do list, and so. Uh, it's just making sure the architecture is there. The idea is we want all creators to be able to mint their own NFTs. And once they can do that, then they'll be able to, um, once people buy them, then they can trade them on OpenSea and all these other marketplaces. So that's always uh, our main objective. It's just going to take a little bit of time just because of limited human resources at the moment. But Nothing that we can't overcome with a little time. So I appreciate everybody's patience on that. Uh, we will get there. Uh, the most important thing is if you think about it, these NFTs are only valuable if they work in Decentraland. If they don't work, then what's the point? So we're focusing on the most uh, important aspects in terms of value of an NFT, is making them work and functional and all that. And then we'll get to all the details like issuing the NFTs and stuff. So we'll get there. Sounds good, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Uh, just to see what kind of market traction these MetaZone Metas get like on the open sea and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't wait to see that. <clears throat> it's like a whole new economy really whenever you think about it. Like once these are NFTs. Yeah, I totally agree. <clears throat> I think you'll see a lot of buzz 
Yeah, and there's a lot more interest like from the larger NFT community on, you know, valuable deployable NFTs, right? I mean, this is an open world where your NFTs are deployable. So that's never been done without MetaZone. So that's good. Yeah. So we'll keep chugging along doing that. <clears throat> and yeah, so Decentraland's cool. Hopefully I get back on my fucking rhythm. Yeah. And stop worrying about what's going on in the world so much. But either way, <clears throat> exciting times are ahead, dude. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I appreciate you, you guys listening for sure. And, uh, yeah. you know, we'll be back next week. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Blockrunner and Metazone.io. And like and subscribe. And we will be back with another podcast next week. All right, guys, we're out. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at The Block Runner. Yeah.